Welcome to our weekly energy update with Investec Head of Commodities, Callum McPherson. Welcome, Callum. Good morning. Since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Brent broke $100 per barrel for the first time since 2014. There is clearly a lot going on. But what are the key issues for the energy market where the conflict is concerned? The main short-term question is, is there going to be a supply disruption? There are also a lot of longer-term questions about uh, the future of OPEC+, plus. Uh, and and Saudi Arabia's ties to Russia if it's forced to choose between supporting US and Russia and European energy policy, uh, how how to shift away from reliance on on Russia. So there's a huge range of questions of that sort. But uh, let's uh, concentrate on the short-term one as it's uh, a bit simpler and uh, uh, it has a more direct impact on on the pricing now. Now, over the weekend, of course, the, the situation has escalated further. Uh, and Russia has been targeting infrastructure. There was a gas pipeline hit and, and also an oil depot. And clearly that's a worry for, for energy markets. But it does seem that these targets are aimed at cutting off supplies to undermine resistance, that, that they're not um, targeting the infrastructure that, that uh, enables oil and gas to be transited through. Uh, Ukraine, and it would be pretty odd for the Russians to target that, at least not deliberately. There is a significant reticence about buying Russian crude, though, and we see that in the physical market. So if you look at the price of uh, Russian crude relative to the, to the futures market, to Brent futures, it, it's trading at a discount of maybe as much as $10 a barrel. On the other hand, the um, physical, so-called dated Brent markets for physical cargoes of North Sea crude is trading at a significant premium to the futures market. So clearly, refiners are trying to pivot away from using Russian crude where, where they can. There's a lot of concern, of course, about the uh, other developments over the weekend, some very wide-ranging sanction packages, and, and particularly the removal of Russian banks from SWIFT, and, and whether that's going to complicate the process of buying energy. So ad- additional risks there for the energy market. There's a possibility also that shipping may be targeted. Uh, I mean, clearly the Britain and the EU has already closed its airspace for Russian aircraft. Um, could the same thing happen with, with shipping? Are there already question marks about uh, here in Britain about uh, whether... Russian-owned tankers should be allowed to dock in uh, in, in British ports to uh, to transport uh, crude and refined products. So yes, there's a lot to a uh, lot to think about there, certainly. And what will the impact be on the Iran nuclear deal? It was supposed to be concluded by the end of this month. Well, Russia, of course, has been very heavily involved in trying to broker that deal. So it it, it certainly. Uh, uh, poses some challenges, and it may be that the current situation leads to discussions being put on hold for some time. Um, another possible angle on this, though, is of course, with the prices now so high, um, there's a stronger impetus uh, on on the U.S. and maybe a greater willingness to compromise to to, to make a deal happen. But uh, very hard to know really quite how that one's going to play out now. We do have an OPEC Plus meeting on Wednesday. What can we expect? Well, I think it's very unlikely that OPEC Plus are going to agree to add more than 400,000 barrels per day, um, particularly when uh, several members, including Russia, actually, uh, are struggling to to increase output. Certainly, they're not going to cut output, I think. And also because there's the additional uncertainty about the Iran deal. I mean, it, it would be very unfortunate, I think, for, from the point of OPEC Plus, if they decided to do an extra uh, increase and go beyond the 400,000 barrels per day, and, and then actually the Iran deal did get agreed. What might be interesting is if they have a press conference this time, whether there's any concern of the impact of high prices on consumers. So that, that's possibly one thing to, to watch out for. And, and then, of course, the issue of Russian participation 
anticipation is a much longer term one. I, I doubt that's going to uh, come up really in, in this week's meeting. And finally, now that we have seen Brent over $100 per barrel, what is the outlook for prices? Well, as you said at the start, we're now back to 2014 levels. Um, Brent traded over $100 per barrel for, for most of the 2011 to 2014 period. Um, during that time, we often saw resistance around $120 per barrel, although, although the, the high of that period was around $128 per barrel. So when we start to look back at those historic ranges, clearly there's, there's a lot of potential upside from where we are at the moment, which is sort of j- just over $100 per barrel. And it's worth noting, something we've talked about a, a lot in these podcasts is, is that speculative long positions are relatively low. So there's there's plenty of scope for um, speculators to really get behind this move and, and to push the, the market higher. And I, I think perhaps once the OPEC meeting is out of the way, assuming they do stick to 400,000 barrels per day and don't say anything in the press conference about being worried about higher prices or and anything to suggest that the Saudis might come in and, 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 and start increasing output beyond their, their quota, um, then it's quite possible we could see um, prices escalate after that. Um, I think the downside view would be that we have a risk-off move in asset markets, although although as we had a bit last week, this week the markets, stock markets seem to be actually be starting the week pretty strongly. Obviously, an Iran deal, I mean, if that suddenly came out of the, the woodwork, that would change things, could change things quite significantly. Also, the possibility that uh, some peace talks between the Russia and Ukraine do actually suggest that there's a, there's a political way out of this that might bring the conflict to an end sooner rather than later. Thank you, Callum. We'll chat again next week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Investec's weekly energy update with Callum McPherson. If you'd like to discuss any of the contents of the podcast, drop Callum an email on callum.mcpherson at investec.co.uk or visit investec.com forward slash commodities. Until next time, thank you.